Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, where we bring in a couple of people to share their experiences with you, and today we've got a good one. This couple uh, is a unique group of individuals uh, that have been together for quite a while. They're in a situation where I really like to explain it in a more, let's say, stretched out manner. That's not the way to say it, actually. But the bottom line is there's more to say than just let them come on. This couple is a unique individual set of individuals because they live life from a completely different point of view. This is the quintessential work hard, play hard couple. They're not here at Lifestyles because they needed to be. They're here at Lifestyles because they wanted to be. Uh, they came in and as everything they do, they just attacked it, consumed it, and blew it up. And in no time at all, had accomplished quite a bit. They joined in 2015, and as of right now, they've got over 80 deals with over 9,000 units in their portfolio. That's after buying the first apartment complex right out of the blocks and uh, winning an award for the National Apartment Association Real Estate Investor of the Year, Property of the Year. And... Um, they did all this in just a short period of time since 2015. Now, I want to tell a story, and then I'm going to introduce them. Um, I got sick a year ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago. I can't remember what it was. And I went into the hospital for an operation. And when I went in, they had, I think, something like one apartment complex, two apartment complexes, something like that. And I got out a couple months later, and we happened to go out to dinner, and I was sitting there with... Madeline and I asked her, I said, man, how many properties you got now? She looked me straight in the eye. This is not more than two months of being in the hospital and said 56 properties. And I about went back to the hospital with a heart attack. Having said that, let me introduce you to two of the greatest people I've ever met as far as 
just great as far as accomplishing things in life, being fun in life, and living life for everything it's worth. Uh, Frank and Madeline Mascarello. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, Dale. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> so, um, too funny. Well, that was a, that was kind of a shock to me when that happened. But the, the reality is, guys, is that you're a different breed. And uh, I say that in the most positive way because most people, when they come to Lifestyles, uh, are more along my mentality, I think, because my mentality attracts them, which is, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Uh, we don't have enough money to retire. We're not really making enough money to be happy. We live life from the have-not point of view. That's a, there's, In fact, let me explain it to you this way. Tony Robbins explains that there are the going-towards-it people and the going-away-from it. Some people live life to avoid pain. Some people live life to pain. I, you are. Okay, I lost. You had six. What's that? I couldn't hear you a minute. Oh, wow. They're saying my connection's breaking up. I'm sorry. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do about that. All right. So, uh, Frank, what I was going to get into was that you had a successful business, and Madeline, you had a successful career. Why did you guys decide to look into this? Well, hey, man, I'll take that first, if that's okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dell, made some really good point. The, we were living a life uh, that we, we were enjoying. And what, what happened was my financial advisor sat down, and they were giving me a plan, and the plan sounded okay. Uh, it was going to let me retire at a decent income for the rest of our lives. Uh, but I had to wait till I was about 72 to get there. Uh, and what we have accomplished with lifestyles is actually we, we – tripled that number in a lot less time and uh and we're we're starting to achieve a a great life instead of just a really good life um that and that's what happened i was looking at that number i'm saying man i could be comfortable with that number but it's not really where i want to be after working 35 or 40 years and i was what i thought was a successful career so uh that's that's one of the reasons why i wanted to go there i wanted to change change our trajectory from uh one level to a level that was now three times that. Now, Mad, when you came in, you loved your job. I remember you just being, you'd light up when you talk about it. You got your kids to do it. You, I mean, it was just the light of your life. And yet you got into this stuff. How did you finally get away from loving the excitement of that job so much enough to retire? Well, I was a medical sales rep for 35 years, and you're right, I really did love my job. Uh, but we had gone through the ups and downs of the stock market and I was really the one who kind of tracked our investments. And so I tracked what our broker was doing for us versus what I was doing for us. And at the end of the day, the highs and the lows, I just couldn't take it. And so when we found lifestyles, it it was a game changer. And so that's what gave me. and, And after we bought our own property and we sold it, that's when I retired after 35 years as a pharmaceutical rep. But I love investing in multifamily now just as much as I did as a pharmaceutical rep. You had some unique skill sets when you guys came in, and uh, none the least is your ability to network. Tell us how you absorbed information. I mean, I remember you guys from the beginning inviting everybody you met over to your house and then just sucking their brain dry about everything they knew about real estate. <laughs> uh, t- tell people how to do that successfully. 
Well, I think when once we realize that the beauty of lifestyles is the mentoring program and the community of lifestyles, once we realize that, it's a no-brainer because we listen to all the educational um, courses that you had. We absorbed all of those in a, fairly quickly. But to take it to the next level, you have to bounce ideas off of people, and that's really what I found unique about Lifestyles was we could invite the community, the people that we met through the case studies and going to different meetings, we could invite them over, and they enjoyed talking about real estate just as much as we talked about real estate. In fact, sometimes when we would go to dinner with people that were non-real estate investors, we found ourselves either talking about real estate or we were bored out of our minds. So it was just a great community to have. If you'd like to add something, Frank. Yeah, I think that's right. We're, we're social animals, and we really enjoy being around people, uh, and we enjoy sharing what we have with people. So it was really a, an interesting mixture of uh, ideas, what Lifestyle was uh, presenting and what we really liked. And the whole thing just came together really well. Uh, we enjoyed having people over. Our house is always open to everybody. Our communication lines are always open to everybody. And we just enjoy talking about Lifestyles and how, how good it is to us and to the people around us that we know that are in it. So, but we always we have uh, lunches set up this week with new people who want to join, and they just want to talk to us about it. You know, from friends of friends who told them what we're doing, and uh, we we just enjoy it. And so it's just uh, it's a natural fit. So um, when you guys came in, you guys are a fun and families focused group. And I mean, if I were to sit around and talk with you. You know, 70, 80% of the time would have been about your family and about the fun, the places and things you're doing because you're always traveling, I think, uh, more than anybody I've ever met. And did it ever feel weird that once you came here, we started talking about money and investments? Did that just sort of come out of nowhere, or were you always money investments kind of talkers? Yeah, I think we No, I don't think we really... And I think we, I, we, I, we always talk to our, our family about money and investments and what they need to do, and we've always included them in everything we did. I mean, we went to dinner, we invited them to dinner. We go out to, on travel, and we took them. Even when they were little kids, we took them everywhere. Yeah. Correct, and we've yeah, always we talked about finances with our children. They're old. They're, right now we have a 40-year-old, a 38, a 22, and a 21. And all of them, we freely talk about finances. And, and how to invest and what to invest in and what you're looking for, et cetera. Absolutely. And you got them all involved, too. So we'll, we'll cover that in more detail. Let's come back to this communication style, um, because I think it's, if there's anything people could learn from you guys, it would be communication skills. Uh, some of the best I've ever seen. If you guys could share with people, how did you get your first deal, which turned out to be a blockbuster? What, what was the total profit on that? A hundred and fifty-two percent return on this deal, and won you the National Apartment Association Award. By the way, we're going to break. Remember that. We'll pick that up when we come back. We'll be right back with Frank and Madeline, the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Frank and Madeline Moscarello, who own close to 9,000 doors, or around 9,000 doors, um, which would be units. 80 different apartment complexes located all over the country. And uh, they started out just like everybody else with one. Well, maybe not just like everybody else. One independent-owned 123-unit apartment complex, which they made a killing on. And uh, came out of the blocks like Roaring Tigers, winning a National Apartment Association award with it. And then just two years later, selling it for a blast of a profit of 152%. So, guys, um, I want you to share with everybody. Again, I'm trying to help people learn from your skill sets because I've benefited by being around you guys and seeing your skill sets at work. How did you find this deal? What was it you did? While everybody else was out there beating the turf, what did you do to come across a great deal? Well, Del, uh, I'll take that, Matt, if it's okay with you. The, um, you know, we were inside, inside Lifestyles uh, going to the two-day courses, meeting people, going to all the social events uh, during the week at, at nighttime. So we, we got to know people pretty well. And we're, we're pr- our communication style is an open book. We just talk about everything and anything people want to talk about. We don't, we don't hide anything from anybody. And I, I find that to be true with a lot of people at Lifestyles. And we just happened to run into... Uh, one of the more successful people at Lifestyles, and he happened to be a mentor at the time. And uh, he knew what we were looking for. He knew what our financial situation was. We didn't hide that from anybody. And uh, he happened to say that, hey, he has this one property. It's an outlier for what he normally invests in. Uh, he talked to his partners to see if they wanted to sell it. That uh, He came back and said, look, uh, we'll sell it, but here's the price. And uh, we bought it. It was uh, it, fit, it fit our, our financial situation perfectly. It's the size that we were looking for. Uh, uh, the banks approved it, so we were in good shape. So we uh, bought bought the product, and we bought the product basically because we were networking with people inside Lifestyles, and it was uh, pretty easy to do. So when you jumped out there, you, again, you picked a management company. Uh, that management company was associated with somebody else in the group also, or do our Remember that wrong. I think oh, well, I actually had, had right. I actually had met the management company at one of the Houston Apartment Association meetings, so we were networking there also. And so I met the man, the owner of the management company there, and um, then signed them up because I knew we were brand new, and so I needed. I really wanted a management company that knew what they were doing to run the company, uh, the property 
and I could manage the management company. So what did you learn by doing all that, Madeline? Take us through the mental growth process you went through in the first six months of that stuff. Well, I learned that it, it is um, it's both easy and sometimes frustrating because people are hard. So I found that um, if we follow, we had done extensive coursework with lifestyles and done some apartment association certifications. And so walking through 123 units, we did some renovations on the property. Um, we did some uh, repositioning of it. And it, it, was, it was very exciting and interesting. I, I just loved it. So I, like I said, I loved it as much as I loved my pharmaceutical job. So uh, looking at the reports, P&Ls, balance sheets, uh, coming up with marketing ideas, and uh, in association with the management company that we were working with. And it was all just very uh, exciting. At the same time, you were watching other Lifestyles members grow their businesses and you were networking with them. Did you pick up ideas from other people, from road trips, from just those parties and conversations you had with people? Oh, absolutely. So we would go on road trips and watch what other uh, lead investors at Lifestyles had done. Uh, down to what flooring they use, the paint they use, the resurfacing they use, the vendors they use. And then we would go out to dinner with people. And if, if there was a issue or a problem, we would uh, run it by people over dinner, including you, including uh, a lot of other leads. And we would have people over to our house and we would just talk about all the problems because someone has come across those problems before in lifestyle, whether it be an insurance issue, property tax issue, turn issues, people issues, resident issues. They have all had some experience in this before. So picking their brain was a no, pardon the pun, but no brainer because they had been through it before. Yeah, it was so really you, interesting. You, when, we had the, when we had these meetings, it was, it, uh, things would come out that we would learn in the process and be able to share with them. And everybody was learning together. It was always a really good, positive group effort of getting the problem taken care of. Uh, one of the key things I, I reflect back on was Madeline talking to the management company and talking about marketing. And uh, they came up with some great ideas about marketing, and that changed the whole complexion of our, our, our lease rate. It, it worked out really, really well. And we shared that information with other people, and it turned out really well. I mean, well, I even had other investors come out to my property to tour it, to give me suggestions on what they thought. And this is time out of their own day that they willingly did, offered it to me. And um, I, that would have never happened outside of lifestyle. Right. <laughs> yeah. I remember going over there almost like a party. Let's have a party at, at the <laughs> yeah. apartment complex on the way over. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I guess there's there's different ways to motivate people. And uh, alcohol stimulation might be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> not saying that we were drunk. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that, that there was a party at the end of the tour, right? So that, that became fun. At the fun. end, right. We, we call these uh, cup walks. You, you take your empty cup, mm -hmm. walk around, look at everything, then go fill it up. So mm -hmm. um, you, you, you made a decision to sell in a very short period of time. Let's take people why. I mean, you only had this thing two and a half years, and you decided to sell. You know, my typical hold time is five years or longer. Uh, what got you to the point where you wanted to sell that quickly? What triggered that? Well, I think we had decided ahead of time that if we could double our money, 
said we were going to then right. take that money and deploy it out into what we call passive income, meaning that I was going to deploy it with other leads, leads and lifestyles. And so not only during the whole time of our apartment complex, we were deploying money because we knew at the end of our sale, at the, at the sale date, we would have a capital gain. So we needed some um, accelerated depreciation to take, into, take that into account. But we also wanted to deploy and diversify our assets. So we knew once we had hit our double our money mark, so we actually, after we returned our original investment, we made 152% on top of that. And so we right. thought, why be greedy? Frank, do you have anything to add? No, I think that's right. We, were, we, had, we had a plan. We stuck to our plan. And once we hit those numbers, and then we knew we wanted to deploy the income as quick as possible. That's why you saw those numbers jump from, you know, uh, five passive investments to 15 to 20 to 50 to 60 and now over 80 uh, because we had we wanted to uh, deploy that money back into uh, an investment that was returning to us unlike any other investment was doing well when we come back from break guys i think that's what we're going to cover next is what was your theory um your plan your approach to picking both deals and lead investors and maybe we can help some other people out here figure out the right path. So we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Frank and Madeline Moscarello and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Frank and Madeline Moscarella. And guys, uh, when I went to break, I had this thought, and I'm see if I can confirm it with you. I don't actually know the answer to this, so um, hope it's something that you can share. Once you decided to go all passive, and you just took off, I mean, just blew up from whatever it was, the number of passive deals, all the way up to 80 passive deals, um, was there a point for that rapid growth? Uh, I mean, point as in goal. Were you at the point yet mad where you were starting to think about maybe you didn't want to be in medical sales anymore? Uh, I know, Frank, you still love what you're doing, uh, but you did sell your company, and I know you still dabble in it, but is was there a point? Was something coming up at that point yet where you, you'd been around financial freedom so long you were starting to think more about it? Yeah, well, well, I think you know, for me, nice oh, go ahead, go ahead, Frank. I was going to say, one of the things that happens when you have what you call financial freedom is you can work. You just don't have to work. It just makes it a lot more fun. Right. And that. so for me, the time was when we, after we sold our um, IRO property, independent rental owner property, um, the, the meetings for pharmaceuticals. I love my job. I love calling on doctors, but actually going to the meeting, it became uh, a burden. So, so I really looked around and said, do I, what do I want to do with my life? And so um, that's when I retired from pharmaceuticals. So there was a little bit of um, a reason to push for the, the fast growth in the passive realm. Am I picking that up or not? Well, I think for the passive realm, the reason to really push for the growth was because we were going to experience some capital gains when we sold our property. Remember, we right. had a plan that if we doubled our money, we were going to sell the property. 
And so we knew ahead of time that it, in order to um, combat those ca capital gains, we really needed to push for some investments that were going to experience some depreciation. So we really pushed hard, getting into about 56 or 60 uh, during the time that we owned our property. But once we sold, we really believe uh, not to eat the fruits of our labor. So as our properties that we're now invested in from the time frame of 2016 or 2017, as they're refinancing or as they're selling right now, we think it's very important to put capital back into investments in addition to some additional ones that we have. So we want to keep the ball rolling. So we don't want to stop investing. So we make a conscious effort every time something sells or refis to put money back in. That's right. The initial effort was to try to offset the uh, gains with some depreciation on these uh, passive investments, which we did. I remember that now. Now that you explained mm -hmm. that, I remember you bringing that up a lot. So that was the, the motivation behind it. Let's talk about the technique. Um, what was the plan? How did you decide which deals to do? Did you pick the leads or did you pick the deals? Well, I mean, we traveled everywhere. We went to San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Phoenix, Atlanta. Every time there was a meetup of any sort or a case study, we made an effort to fly out there, to go see, to drive from Houston, to go and meet these different leads. And as we met the leads, you know, we, we tried to diversify our investments. We tried to diversify between new leads and experienced leads, diversify into different states, and diversify into different size properties. We thought it was very important to do that. So as you did that, you became almost like a human database then, huh? Of the different leads out there <laughs> and the deals available? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the fact, but yes. <laughs> well, I just I I think that uh, you know it got to be the point where if I wanted to know what was going on somewhere, I would just call Mad and say, "Mad, what's this guy doing?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in his okay. like second and fourth deal and <laughs> right, whatever. he's fantastic. He's doing a great job. He right. Right? So it, it, it's mm -hmm. interesting that way. The next thing I want to bring up about you, Mad, and I want you to explain to people as much as you can is you are a fanatic about tracking stuff. I mean, you're one of the most fanatic spreadsheet people I've met. Maybe Curtis is there somewhere close to you. But, you know, you, you love that stuff. So tell us, tell the people what all you track. Because it's amazing. You I don't just own passive stuff and then go away and never watch. You watch more than anybody I've ever seen. Madeline watches right. it every day. Yeah, it literally every day. Uh, you know, I don't think you can measure your success unless you're tracking it. And then do I, you know, I, I want to track cash on cash. I want to track when we sell it, what was our return on our investment. If they refi, I want to track how much they're refiing out and what is their cash on cash after the refi. And other than that, I mean, if you don't do that, how do you know if the lead is successful or if the property is successful? And then do I want to invest with them again? So I think it's very, very important that you track uh, the returns on your investments like it is your business, because it is your business. There's a great deal of money invested in this. This is a business within itself, and you really need to track your performance. Now, has tracking made it possible for you to focus in a more profitable mode? Or is it just something you do like hindsight? Now I know what I did. I'm, you know, t hindsight's twenty twenty. Or are you starting to see trends and starting to make 
decisions and figure things out. Like one of the things that I'm giving an example of insight. One of the insights I had was if you go with an advanced lead and he's taking 20% and you go with a beginner lead who has a small deal, who's excited and he's only taking 5%, you have 15% more profit on the table. And generally those lead, those first guys went out of those small deals. So they pop them and turn them really quick. Um, that kind of thing led me to like being with beginners more than with the pros. What, what, did you get any insights by tracking stuff? Correct. That is absolutely true. And one of the things I, I've started to notice also is markets. So or is a market doing better than others? So some investments may be in one market and because of property taxes increasing or uh, some other effects in that market, the deals may not be doing um, as well. They're, they're meeting their performance, but they might not be doing as well as other deals in other markets where property taxes are capped. So you start to look at different lead performances and are they consistent over there, uh, the, the lifetime of your investments with them. And then you start to look at the markets in themselves. And you're right. Uh, some leads who are, are first-time leads, I really like investing with those leads also. Frank, yeah, what about you? Have, we, yeah, we take a look at uh, the, the investment, I think, from a couple of standpoints. Uh, we know that, we again, we have a certain amount of income coming in. And we may may invest in some deals uh, uh, that we that we probably need to because we need to have the depreciation to offsets of income. The other thing that I think we look at is uh, is that lead giving us the reports that we like to have on a timely basis, and, mm. and see how they how they're handling their business. If they handle their business properly, it's probably somebody we're going to continue to do business with. If somebody's it's more difficult. Uh, to get the information out of, and, and not, but, but therefore, because maybe they're inexperienced or the other things have come up, uh, we, we will evaluate that, whether we're going to invest with them again. Yeah, that's, that is true. Uh, just something as simple as getting the K-1 at the end of the year has always been sort of a an issue with me. <laughs> if you can't get me a K-1. Right, <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult. It's a little bit more difficult right now with the K-1s because of COVID and the issues that their CPA is having. So it's really out of their control in this particular year. But, um, yeah. but thank goodness that the government has decided to delay the tax return filing deadlines, so it helps out a little bit. But this is a very unique year, so if K-1s are late, I can fully understand why. Now, um, we've come, we'll talk about this COVID year, this 2020 uh, COVID year was <clears throat> quite an experience for most people. And... Um, just one quick question. I I told everybody at the beginning, hey, you better hold some capital back. I did that in the first quarter of 220. Um, tell me the leads, hold some capital. We don't know what's going to happen. These things may go empty with nobody mm-hmm. paying, right? And mm-hmm. so we held back capital. Um, since then, I pulled the plug on that and said, hey, we, we're ready to start paying again. Has everybody come back to the table for you, or is there still some people hanging out not letting go of that capital? There's very few. There, there may be out of 80, there may be five or six that yeah. are holding back capital, and that's because their delinquency is very high for whatever reason. But across the board, I have found that our delinquencies due to COVID are some more affected, depending on the area, the market, the um, clientele, all of those things. But very, very few are not distributing right now. Gotcha. Yeah, I think at the very be- I think at the, at the very beginning we were concerned about people maybe not paying their rent because of the moratorium, but you know the, the lead investors and the management people that they they work with on these properties have been doing an outstanding job. We found very mm-hmm. little uh, 
uh, problem with people paying their rent. All right. Well, we're going to stop it right there. When we come back, guys, I'm going to ask you to tell us how to raise a family and introduce them to investing as parents. We'll be right back with Frank and Madeline and Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Frank and Madeline Moscarello out of Houston, Texas. Uh, they've got a small little portfolio of, say, 80 apartment complexes and close to 9,000 units. Guys, not only are you the kind of people that live life where you play hard and work hard, you also are the kind of people that I, I look up to because you're able to raise kids in such an interesting manner that they follow you, which is, for you guys, maybe doesn't seem like it's saying a lot, but for us out here in the real world, that's saying a lot. Four kids all following you into this stuff, Obviously, each one of them has a different personality. I've met them all. And yet you have found common ground with them. Can you explain to us how you got your kids interested in this stuff? Like I said earlier, uh, Madeline said earlier, we've, we've done everything with our children. Uh, every time we, even when they were babies, we took them with us. We traveled, we took them with us. We went to dinner, we took them with us. We, we had parties at the house, kids were invited. Uh, we just kept them involved. And uh, they've watched us evolve, and, and they've evolved with us. What do you think, Matt? Right. And the, yes, and then the, what they did was they joined. They watched us. Uh, when we first joined Lifestyles, they watched us watching all the courses. And they would walk in, and they would always tease us. Like, are y'all, y'all are glued to this TV. I said, right, but the difference between us being glued to the TV and you being glued to the TV is we're learning some educational things. <laughs> and so uh, it kind of rubbed off on them as they would walk by and they would see us learning. And then our two oldest, who are um, Deanna and Amy, who are 40 and 38, they actually joined Lifestyles and they started investing in single families. And right now, uh, I think Deanna has eight single families and she's also invested in multifamily, so five multifamilies. They had uh, IRAs that they liquidated and money that they had saved. They've always been savers. And they uh, decided to put that money to work because they saw the benefits of it. And then I think Amy has invested in 13 single families and has three multifamily investments. And then now our boys, who are 22 and 21, are both in college. And they had some uh, Roth IRAs that they had accumulated since they were little. And they have invested in some multifamily deals also. One of them is at University of Houston majoring in finance with a minor in real estate. And the other one is in, at Texas A&M in, um, majoring in construction science. And they plan in the future um, to take their show on the road and syndicate with you. You know, it's funny. Um, maybe you guys can help me out with this story. It's been a while. I've been to the hospital a few times and had a few drinks. But... I remember when your two sons were taking the class and something came up about you guys and story came up and I was telling a story about you guys, not even thinking about them being in there. And then all of a sudden it was like, um, Hmm. So these guys made like $3 million. (laughs) I don't remember. Was it Cole or if it was miles, but one of them's like, yeah, yeah, that's my parents. They did that. I thought we got them right then, man. 
I thought they <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They, they were so proud of you when they when that came up. That story came up in the class. They're just like beaming. Yeah, yes, they've always been very, very excited about it, correct? Because, you know, uh, kids, when they go, when they're in college, they really don't really know what they want to do. Or when they're in high school, when they have to decide their career for the rest of their life because they're going to college. And so I think just seeing us involved in multifamily and real estate, um, it gave them a goal to strive for. And they do get very excited uh, to see uh, their their distributions come in to see their bank accounts grow as the cash on cash returns come in from their investments, and they just really have an appreciation now for saving. How'd you get them started? I was going to say it's uh, it's actually exciting because now when they're with their friends uh, that are talking about real estate and they're talking about their investments, and their and their friends are now thinking, well, how do I get involved in this? <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Twenty-year-old kids, young twenty-year-old kids, you know, yes. uh, mm-hmm. at that point, talking about investments—that's something that's just probably not very often happens, I would assume. But that's—it's interesting to watch them do it, um, you know. And then when you look at Amy and Deanna, I mean, these are grown women, and mm-hmm. they're coming back to something. You know what I mean? That it's. They've, they've both gone through a whole life of stuff, and now they're coming back to this saving stuff. This is interesting. And they, I know they save, but they're now investing, right. so it's it's right. really they, interesting. And they both have careers, so they're both medical sales. And so in addition to their full-time job and as parents and, and working, they, do, they make it a point to invest in both single-family and multifamily because they see the returns are there. And so every time they accumulate a little bit of money and um, – you know, although some of them are still investing with their 401k because their companies match it, they do see the benefits of taking the past IRAs and, and cashing them out and investing that money in multifamily and single family. I'm going to ask you the hardest question to ask you, and I've only got a minute for you to answer it probably. So it's probably unfair. When I first started Lifestyles, the hardest thing was to take people that were highly successful individuals and get them to see the light of why someone should invest in real estate. And... Nowadays, it's happening all the time. What would you tell people like yourself that had already been successful about why they should look into real estate investing? I think it's the beauty of cash out refis. So you can invest in properties that cash out refi. They give you your money back and you still have your full investment in that property. And I think also the ability to compound. So as we take our investments and they sell, take that money and deploy it into so one property sells you can now buy two properties with it or invest in two properties with it so those two things make sense to successful people i believe anything to add frank yeah i was gonna say they they watch us living our lifestyle and they're very interested in how we're able to do that and we explain it's been through lifestyles well, I appreciate you guys coming on the radio today. Um, didn't know if I was going to make it or not. I had to go get my second COVID. And if I don't drop dead, like like all the pundits are saying, <laughs> if I don't drop dead from the COVID shot, then uh, we look forward to having a lot more fun together and, of course, look for a lot more investments. Folks out there, remember this. Already successful in life, living life at the max, it has nothing to do with a set of numbers or a dollar sign amount that makes them happy. It's the quality of the lifestyle. That's what we're all after. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Dale. Thank you.
thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.